0: Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com pro screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is our second episode in our seven-part prediction series. We are going around uh, to each division around baseball, and we're going to give our final predictions leading up to the 2021 season. Uh, This week, we are going to tackle the AL Central. Last week, we did the AL East, so naturally, we're coming across uh, the country here. So uh, the AL Central, consisting of the Tigers, Royals, uh, Indians, Twins, and White Sox, uh, we're just going to give, like last week, we're going to give our impressions of each team, kind of their prospect pool, and kind of where they're, where they're at coming into the season. We are going to reserve our final judgments and uh, records and just overall impressions of the team for the final predictions episode, which will be the seventh episode uh, going live before the 2021 20, season starts. So let's get right into it, kind of how we did last week, and start with what we think is probably the least competitive team out of the five in this division, at least in our opinion. Um, So I thought we would start with the Tigers. Uh, The Tigers, their starting lineup consists of Robbie Grossman, Jonathan Scope, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Jaime Candelario, Wilson Ramos, Nomar Mazzara, Renato Nunez, Jacoby Jones, and Willie Castro. Their rotation is rounded out by Matt Boyd, Spencer Turnbull, Michael Fulmer, Julio Tehran, and Jose Areña. So the Tigers overall, I think, are probably... I mean, I did struggle with it a little bit. Um, I know Frank said he did too. With kind of place in this team, because there is some talent here. Um, And I'd say a little more talent maybe than they had, you know, in their abysmal... I think it was 2019 that they had a pretty bad season when we went to see them, of course. So I think they're obviously better than that. I think they got a lot of talent coming, um, as Frank will get into with the prospects. Um, I think the lineup isn't... I think that they'll sneak up on you. I think that they can sneak, sneak some games away, sneak some wins away from pretty good teams. The rotation is subpar. It's, it, it does the job. You know, guys like uh, Jose Reina, I think, are going to be good. Michael Former's pretty good. Matt Boyd's okay. Uh, Julio Tehran, you never really know what you're getting out of him, honestly. The bullpen's pretty lackluster. There's no real big names. Buck Farmer, Brian Garcia, Daniel Norris are really the the ones that you could really even say are household names for Tiger fans. The bench really isn't that deep. You got a big utility guy, Nico Goodrum. But, you know, overall, the the team is not built to win now. Uh, that's, there's, you know, there's pitching on the way. They got a big starter that he actually already pitched, I believe. I believe what was it? A first baseman they drafted it was supposed to be like a really, really big prospect for them. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, this is a team kind of similar we talked about with the Orioles. And we'll probably, this will probably be the consistent theme with a lot of what we think will be like the second to last place, last place teams is they got a lot of prospects coming. And I think that the Tigers are a team that really will be pretty damn good in the future. And there are some prospects that I I know about already and kind of want to see one of which being uh, Casey Mize. So uh, with that, uh, you know, I I just think that the Tigers are probably going to end up settling last place, if not second to last. And uh, I think that's for them this year, I think that's kind of what, they're more or less expecting they're not trying they're not trying to c- compete with the White Sox or Twins or whoever. You know what I mean? So um, that's kinda where I'm at with them.
1: Yeah. Uh the Tigers, I actually uh I kinda like some of the guys in this team. Matthew Boyd, pretty good pitcher. <clears throat> young guy, one of their prospects, Tariq Scoble, supposed to be in the rotation this year. Casey Mize, Michael Fulmer, if he can get back to close to what he was a couple years ago, I mean that's gonna be really good for them. Jose Arena Obviously still a pretty good pitcher. Um, Spencer Turnbull, another guy who played pretty well for a little bit, you know, throughout his career so far. A couple more arms they got. Gregory Soto, guy that does pretty hard. Hmm. Buck Farmer's been around for a while. Joe Jimenez, another one that throws really hard. Uh, Ronnie Garcia. Can't forget Kyle Funkhauser. No, oh. gotta, gotta love him. <laughs> so they got some pitching. There are a lot of young guys, though. So that's the thing with them. If these guys can you know, be as good as they're supposed to be or get back to what they're supposed to be. They could be, you know, a pretty good pitching team. I mean, Boyd, Scoble, Mize, obviously, Fulmer. I mean, there's some good talent here. You just don't know what you're going to get yet. Yeah. And then you got Wilson Ramos, good player, good hitter. Uh, Eric Condolario, he's a good player. Harold Castro, Nico Goodrum I really like. He's the guy who plays everywhere. He's, you know, pretty good average. You know, kind of do all, everything. Mm. Jonathan Scope, another one who just plays, you know, another pretty good player. No, no super, super superstars in the lineup. Um, Isaac Paredes, Willie Castro, what's that, Jack Jones, Jacoby
0: Jones? Yeah, Jacoby Jones.
1: Jo- Jacoby Jones. Very good de- defensive player. Um, was supposed to be a pretty good prospect. Never really lived out to all that, but still, you know, a serviceable player. Pretty good. Robbie Grossman's a pretty good piece. You know, they played well days. the mm-hmm. Christian Stewart. And then you got Miguel Cabrera, who at this point is older, but still, you know, uh, a pretty good hitter in the middle lineup, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so, lineup-wise, they don't got a bunch. For the most part, though, they uh, the team's not great, but they have trade pieces. Jonathan Scope, Wilson Ramos, you know, if you want to trade Deco Goodrum, uh, Condolario, Urania, Fulmer, you know, you got a few guys here, Grossman, maybe Miggie even, who knows. They have some pieces here they could trade away and, and bring yeah. back more prospects. But uh, talk about prospects, they have the guy you were talking about, third base slash first baseman, Spencer Tobolson. He's like the number, what, three prospect, four prospect in all baseball? Something like that. Then you have Casey Mize, obviously. Matt Manning, another top pitching prospect. Riley Green, top outfield prospect. And then Tariq Scoble, another pitching prospect. They have a great farm system. Yeah. They have, what was that, one, two, three, four, five guys in the top 100. Three of them being pitchers. One being either corner or infield and one being outfield, so they touch all their bases. Yep. And then Negro Goodrum was a guy who could play everywhere. He's still a younger player. Um, Isaac Paredes, another younger player. So they got some young guys in the in the majors too. So they have a really good farm system, and they have a couple pieces, some veteran players that they could trade away and get more prospects. So I think that this team definitely with their pitching, they're young, but if they could get their pitching to the pitch as, as good as they're supposed to or close to what they can be. They could definitely be, the, you know, fourth, maybe third place team this year for sure. I wouldn't expect them to really push a wild card unless there's an expanded playoffs. But they definitely got a good team, and it's going to be here really soon. It's going to be really, really good, and it's going to be here really, really soon. Maybe even as early as next year, you can see them float around five hundred maybe next year, and then the year after be in the playoffs. Yeah, they're really good. Mm-hmm. They got other prospects too that aren't, you know, would be in the top one twenty five, one fifty too. But they got five in the top one hundred. Yeah. And a couple in the top twenty-five.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I know that the they're big guys. I forgot about Matt Manning, Matt Manning, Casey Mize, and and uh, Spencer. Uh, what is it, Spencer Torbelson or, or? Torbelson? Yeah.
1: yeah. And then Tariq Scoble, that yeah, pitcher. who mm-hmm. should I mean, who's going to be up? And then you got, like I said, you got other guys who are young. Spencer Turnbull still somewhat young. Matthew Boyd, very young player. Mm-hmm. Michael Fomer still young. Yeah. Jose Urena still young. I mean, they got a lot of young players. Yeah. So they're going to be good pretty soon. Just not quite this year. Maybe not next year. Next year is going to be. Up in the air, but this year, not so much.
0: Yeah. And, and then, you know, you spend a little money, you get some free agents, and you uh, get rid of
1: Miggy's contract. We yeah. He's really, not killing you, killing you, but, you know, it's a contract that's not really worth anything at
0: this point. Yeah. And he's not getting any younger. So, yeah, that's a team I, I expect to be really good soon. Uh, Just like, so you
1: have a tough division is another big thing you got to worry about. Yeah. Royals are getting good too. The Indians mm-hmm. are kind of going backwards. And the other two teams are ready to go.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. It'll be a pretty good division soon, hopefully. So the next team we're going to talk about are uh, the Royals, um, who kind of surprised me with their lineup specifically when I was kind of going through them. So their lineup consists of Whit Merrifield, uh, the newly acquired Andrew Benintendi, Carlos Santana, Jorge Soler, Salvador Perez, Hunter Dozier, Alberto Mondesi, Nicky Lopez, and Michael, I believe it's Michael A. Taylor. And then the rotation is Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, Mike Miner, Chris Bubik, and Brady Singer. Then you got guys in the bullpen like uh, Josh Stumont, uh, Wade Davis, Greg Holland. So, I mean, uh, the Royals, uh, I do think, are a little bit uh, ahead, maybe, of the Tigers as far as, like, the the team this year. Obviously, another team that's kind of looking forward. Their prospects, they got pretty good prospects out there. Their lineup right now, I think, is a little bit more of a strength for them than the Tigers. I think that you got really good speed with Whit Merrifield and and Mondesi. Uh, Mondesi's even got some, some pop he can show sometimes. Carlos Santana's got pop. Jorge Soler had a really good comeback year. Uh, if he keeps that up, they've got a really good four hitter there. Uh, Salvador Perez, one of the better catchers in baseball. So uh, you know, lineup wise, I think that um, I think that they're in good shape. And uh, honestly, if Andrew Benintendi has any sort of, uh, you know, like if he performs any sort of percentage of what they he was supposed to be. He was a number played, one yeah, prospect. If he
1: could play a little bit better than like Jason Bay with the Mets, <laughs> you know, he got something out of him.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so you got something there. He is still young. Uh, I believe he's only what been in the 24. league for, yeah, I was going to say he's only been in the league for three or four years, if that. And so. he's
1: won. So he knows how the playoffs work.
0: Yeah. Which so kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he, he's a good addition I thought to the team. Uh, and so, so yeah, I think the lineup's a strength. The rotation's okay. That's uh needs a little bit of work, especially the bottom end of it. Uh, Mike Miner's good. Danny Duffy, I always thought was good. Brad Keller's pretty good. And then the bullpen, the back end of the bullpen has uh, got some heat. But uh, you know, Wade Davis, you got to keep an eye out for. You know, Greg Holland. What do you get out of him? Uh, Josh, uh, I think he, that's how you say his name, Stumont or uh, Stalmont. Um, I think he's pretty good. I think he's probably your most consistent bet here at, in the bullpen. You know, you don't know because you don't just don't know what you get out of Wade Davis, Greg Holland. Ceiling wise, Wade Davis and Greg Holland could be your best guys, but you just don't know. Uh, and then on the bench you got guys like Hanser Alberto, Ryan O'Hearn, Bubba Starling. These guys that'll fill in roles and and do their job and have some pop, and uh, especially in Ryan O'Hearn's case. But overall, uh, um, I see this being a team that's kind of I see a lot of similarities to the to the Tigers here. I think they are right now a little better, but uh, I don't you know maybe high end could be a third place team. You know if if the next team we're going to talk about kind of decides to tank it a little. Um, I could definitely see the Royals just kind of being a, like a mid to high 70 win team, you know, so that's kind of where I see them right now uh, as far as uh, their talent, especially, like I said, in the in the lineup. But they're another team like, I've, you know, like I've been saying, like the Tigers, who uh, the future is coming and, and the future, I think, is bright for a team like this with the Royals.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Royals got um, they got some talent. You know they got some major league talent, a little bit more than the Tigers. Tigers don't quite got that proven veteran major league talent. The Royals do, mm-hmm. um, but both teams are are pretty similar. Danny Duffy, uh, pitching wise, I always like Danny Duffy. I thought he's always a pretty good pitcher. He sh- has struggled a little bit recently, but you know he's shown he could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Brad Keller, Mike Miner, uh, Brady Singer, Chris Bubick. Last time I seen, guy's name spelled Chris like that in baseball is Chris Medlin. He had unbelievable that mm-hmm. one year. <laughs> But I uh, I seen that too. The first thing I seen that guy's name, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so the rotation's you know very young, nothing real crazy. Dan Duffy get back to closer to what he was. That's obviously a good top. And Mike Miner, you know, we've seen him pitch pretty well recently. And I think it was last, two years ago we pitched. He was in the Cy Young candidate for the first half of the year. So um, that's a guy who's got some good talent still. And then you got Greg Holland, Jesse Hahn, who's been around for a while now. Jacob Junis, pretty good player. Then you got Scott Blewett out there. Not the greatest relief name no. to have. They got some young pitching. It's pretty much where they're at. Uh, the pitching's really not, doesn't really strike you. Um, not quite as much potential as the Tigers. Tigers have a lot of potential pitching wise, but not really a bunch of veteran talent in the lineup. While the Royals have not so great pitching, but they have a lot better veteran talent in the lineup. Yeah. And that starts with Salvador Perez, Carl Santana, Hunter Dozier, Whit Merrifield, Nicky Lopez who's a younger you know, younger player, he can run a little bit, middle mm-hmm. infielder. Mondesi, Ben Attendee that he traded for, Michael Taylor, Jorge Soler, Ryan O'Hearn, Ryan yeah. McBroom. I mean, these guys are all young. Oh, yeah. But they have a bunch of guys here to start off. Salvador Perez, Carl Santana, you know. Those are guys you could definitely, you know, maybe not Salvador Perez, but Carl Santana. It's definitely a guy who plays well, you trade him. That's just how it goes. Holland in the bullpen. He said Wade Davis in the bullpen. Guys who they play well, you could trade him. Hunter Dozier, he's still young, but still, he's a guy where do you see a huge future for him with your team by the time you're ready to go? Maybe not. Trade him away. Michael Taylor, he's a young guy, good potential still. Trade him away. I mean, there's some pieces here where they can go trade away and, and build up the farm system more. You know, and, and the, go into their farm system. I mean, they got uh, prospects like uh, Bobby Witt Jr., shortstop, uh, pitcher Asa Lacy, another pitcher, Daniel Lynch, another pitcher, Jackson Kowar, hmm. Kowar I believe it is. Um, they got a pretty good farm system. Yeah, I don't think they're quite as good as the Tigers, mm-hmm. but I would say they're definitely top ten pro- farm system, and maybe right around five. So they got a, they got a good farm system, and they got young talent on the majors, and they have a little bit more veteran talent they could trade away for more pieces. Yeah, but for this year, the team's just decent at best. You know, they're going to be around seventy wins, like you said, just because they have some proven talent. But um, you never know. Some of the young guys produce and they click a little bit. Maybe they push around 500. But for the most part, they're going to be towards the bottom of the AL Central. But um, with some trade pieces and a pretty good farm system. So they're an, another team that's going to be in pretty good shape here, I think, somewhat somewhat soon.
0: Yeah, uh, I've heard a lot about, what is it, Bob, Bobby Witt Jr.? Yeah. Is the, I've heard a lot about him. Uh, he's been you know, higher up on the prospect list that I've seen for the last season, two season, three seasons. I don't know how long he's been up there. But
1: and then I mean look, you got Mondesi young guy. Ben a young guy. Nicky Lopez a young guy. Hunter Dozier somewhat young. Then you have uh, you know, uh Danny Duffy who's a who's a more proven player, but you could trade him away. Minor you could trade away. Holland you could trade away. Horace Solera, pretty young player. Michael Taylor, pretty young player. I mean, uh Whip Merrifield you could trade away. So they got good young talent and they also got some pieces who they play well you could trade or just keep and Hopefully they're good in a year or two when you guys are more ready to
0: compete. Yeah, that's, uh, they're looking good, uh, I think, in Kansas City. I mean, they can get back to kind of where they were in 2015, that area, when they had really that, that core team that, was, uh, that carried them to the World Series. So a lot to be excited about if you're a Kansas City fan. Um, the next team we're going to talk about is the Indians. Uh, their lineup consists of Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Eddie Rosario, Mil Reyes, Josh Naylor, Roberto Perez, Andres Jimenez, Oscar Mercado, and Daniel Johnson. Their rotation consists of Shane Bieber, Zach Plesac, Aaron Savali, uh, Tristan McKenzie, and Logan Allen. Uh, again, just uh, another step up in talent, I think, here with the Indians. I think that the lineup is pretty good. I think that Jose Ramirez, when, you know, when he's swinging the bat well, is probably one of the best hitters in baseball. Cesar Hernandez, I think a very underrated player. He's really good. Uh, especially at that top spot in the lineup. Got a guy like Fran Miel Reyes who just hits, who just mashes the ball. That's his job. and That's what he does. Uh, Eddie Rosario was a pretty good pickup for them. Uh, Josh Naylor, you know, uh, high expectations, I guess, after that series he had against the Yankees in the playoffs. Um, so if, you, if he produces at a pretty high clip, then, you know, fans, fans will like him a lot. He's got a lot of energy. Uh, Roberto Perez, solid behind the play. Andres uh, Jimenez was picked up from that. Francisco Lindor trade. So I guess, I guess he's the shortstop or he's projected to be the shortstop, but they, they do also have uh, a Rosario. So whatever works out. Oscar Mercado is a good player. You got guys like Ben Gamble, Ben Gamble and Jordan Liplow are good. Uh, so, you know, the Indians are kind of, um, I don't know if they're necessarily that playoff team that we saw get to the ALDS last year. Um, the rotation, obviously still got Shane Bieber Bieber, is he going to have quite the season that he did last year? Probably not. Uh, I think he's still going to be great. I think he's still an ace. It's just, is he that? Probably not. Uh, Zach Plesak's a, uh, a good pitcher. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, I believe, has a pretty high ceiling. People have talked really highly of him. Uh, Aaron Savali is pretty good. He's a good 3-4 guy. Logan Allen I'm not too familiar with, but I heard he's pretty good. Out of the bullpen, you got uh, guys like James uh, Karenshak, who's uh, got a pretty pretty damn good fastball. Uh, he's supposed to be pretty pretty good. Uh, Nick Wittgren uh, is in the back of, end of the bullpen. He's pretty good. Phil Matone, Emmanuel Clay, or uh, Classy. The, these guys are are there. They're not your all-stars. They're not your Brad Hands, your, you know, this Chapman. They're not the, the big-name guys, but they they do a good job. Um, so overall, like I said, I think that the, the bar is getting stepped up here from the Royals and Tigers for sure. I think that the Indians have talent, and uh, if they perform at the level that they can. I think you could maybe see a sneaking wild card team here. Um, but I suspect, especially with the indication from the Francisco Lindor trade and then, you know, Clevenger was out of there and stuff like that. There's just indicators to me that they're going to end up selling. And I don't know why they didn't just go all in on it. They're still kind of in that middle space. They almost like want to be competitive and maybe do that half rebuild thing where they stay, you know, they keep fans in the stands. They don't completely tank it. So, um, if that's the case and they're not going to completely tank it and they're going to kind of stay somewhat competitive, I could see them, you know, hanging around the middle of the division, maybe lower end of the division if the Royals play really well. So overall, I, you know, the Indians aren't a team that I think is going to compete for the division, considering the, the team that I think is going to be at the top of the division, but I could see a sneaking, uh, wildcard team in here. They did make the playoffs last year, albeit with a, ex, with expanded playoffs, but they did make it. So there is something there. They got talent. And um, over, but, you know, 162 game season or, you know, whatever we end up getting, you just never know what's going to happen. So, you know, if the team decides, hey, at the the trade deadline, this team's really not doing it, let's just blow it up and see what happens. So I think the Indians are kind of up in the air. And I think we kind of talked about that last season and coming into 2020, they're kind of up in the air. So I don't think that their position for me personally has changed much. I think they're, you know, after getting rid of Lindor, they made the move either continue and, and do it, or, you know, what are you doing? So yeah. that's kind of my opinion, I think, is kind of mm-hmm. the same as it was last year. They're yeah. still in the same spot.
1: Yeah, the Indians, uh, they got some talent, you know, like you mentioned, Shane Bieber, Zach Pleszak, Aaron Savelli, Logan Allen's supposed to be pretty good. Tristan McKenzie's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, so the starting rotation's pretty good. There's, you know, one guy who's going to be a kind of an anchor. Another guy's been pretty good. Then you get a couple guys who have some potential. Especially Logan Allen could be higher end rotation. Tristan McKenzie could be an ace. Um, out in the bullpen, you got Oliver Perez, Zach Pletko, Manuel uh Cal such so of bullpen's okay. You know, they're not nothing great. No one really hammering down the end of the end of the game. But uh, they got some decent pitching rotation. I mean, uh, lineup wise, Roberto Perez, kind of know what you're getting out of him. Low average, good good power. Austin Hedges still has a little bit of potential. You know, uh, pretty good catcher. Bobby Bradley, Jake Bowers, Cesar Hernandez is really, really—you could pretty much mark him at 280 every year, yeah. top or, or bottom of the lineup wherever you want. Still, some bases. He's a really, good, really good player. My Rosario kind of stepped into his own last year a little bit, so if he can continue building, that's a, you know that's a good part, piece for them. Andres uh, Jimenez, another guy who can kind of stepped up a little bit last year, so he can kind of show that he could continue growing. He could be a pretty good piece for them. Jose Ramirez, you know, he's what, top 15, top 20 player in baseball. When he's hot, he's one of the best players you're going to see. When he's cold, he's awful. Yeah, um, That's just that's just how it is. <laughs> um, you know, Josh Naylor, another guy, you know, younger guy who's got some good, good potential, good pop. Uh, Oscar Mercado, Bradley Zimmer coming back, yep. Jordan Leplow, and then Fran Mel Reyes, who would have smashed the ball forever. Yeah, um, But they still have no outfield, really. Their outfield's not very good. Mercado and Bradley Zimmer, if they split them up, play them in different positions, that helps them a little bit. But their outfield's not that strong, which hasn't been strong for years. Their lineup's really not all that strong anymore. They're definitely tearing this team apart. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't see them being that good just because I think they, they see the writing on the, the you know the writing on the wall. And some teams, they you know, they say, hey, you know, we can still play good, and they will play good. But a lot of teams will see that and go, well, and all of a sudden they kind of start falling apart. And you know, Francona's got his own health issues as it is; so he could even walk away. So the team's kind of falling apart. Do they step up and you go, why not us? Or do they just kind of see the writing on the wall and just kind of start fading away and they break it apart? And you get blame the Indians, really, because there's no reason they couldn't keep some of these guys around and keep paying these guys and, and have a good team. Hmm. So, you know, there's no real reason for really any team not to pay <clears throat> pay players and keep teams. Um, there's really no reason for it. Every team's making money, hmm. but especially with the Indians, how good they were. Um, yeah, and like you said, if they are going to rebuild, rebuild. Yeah. Don't get stuck in the middle, they're kind of like the Diamondbacks always go to, because they just always sit in the middle and they don't really seem to rebuild or go forward or anything. Yeah, they, they got some talent. They, can, they got a decent team. Not not t- too bad, but they're decent. The big thing is they have a lot of trade pieces yet. Some arms, you know, if they want to trade, please, Zach, or you want to trade uh, Oliver Perez or Quantrell, you know, you could trade those. You could trade Cesar Hernandez. Or, uh, I wouldn't say Rosario, maybe not. But Jose Ramirez, if you really want to go all out, you could trade him. I mean, you got got guy, some guys here that you can really get a, <clears throat> a good return for. So, Framel Reyes, he could smash the ball, so you can definitely get a return for him. So, they, they got some players here that if they want to start trading away, they can do that. Already, their prospects-wise, they got third baseman Nolan Jones, shortstop nope. Tyler Freeman, which you always you always got to have a good shortstop. That's it's a revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKenzie, which we mentioned, is going to be really, really good. And a big thing for them is Bo Naylor, a catcher. That's yeah. always a good thing, to have a good catcher prospect. He's, like, just outside the top 100, but the first three guys are top 100 guys. So they're a decent farm system. They're probably in the middle somewhere, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. So they're not bad, but they obviously can get a lot better, especially with a trade or two with some of their higher-end higher, higher end guys like Jose Ramirez.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're still they're stuck in the middle prospect-wise. They're stuck in the middle division-wise. They're stuck in the middle talent-wise. So I, I don't know where they're going to go. It's just it is a shame that they destroyed this team. For, for money but you say that about every team you can say the same thing about the Royals every team has money some teams have a little bit more but everyone has money to kind of keep the core together there's no reason you can't pay three, four guys you only you only pay one guy that's, that's that's silly So, but the Indians are there so we'll see what they do but okay team pretty decent farm system but they definitely could be big players in the rest of the season for other teams if they start trading
0: yeah sure that's kind of where I see them going is trade deadline sellers. Um, I just don't see why or how they would get to the trade deadline and be like, well, we're buyers. We're going to be in it. I just don't, uh, it just seems silly to me. So unless you're buying
1: um, controllable players, yeah, young controllable players, which I don't see them doing.
0: Yeah. I just don't know if their prospect pool is quite good enough to be like the tigers and the Royals where they're like, all right, well, the future is coming. It's kind of here. The Indians aren't, Quite there, uh, but they do have some good names, like you said, like Nolan Jones and guys like that. So, was it Bo Naylor was the catcher or whatever that yeah, you said? He's he, like
1: just outside top 100. I would say he's probably maybe top 125 or at least top 150.
0: Yeah. So I mean, they got guys, but it's just the uh, you know, like I said, and I've been saying for the last year with them, like, what are you doing? Decide, because if if you do end up just just going with the rebuild, you'll you know it'll you'll be better for it. So I don't know what you're doing here. So. But they do have, they still have talent, and I do recognize that they got guys like Bieber and Jose Ramirez that can uh, carry a team if they're if they're hot. And you never know, you know. Like I said, I don't think they'll be a division or a World Series contender, or nothing like that. But you never know if they have a nice season, and uh, you know, you just never know. So, uh, the next team we're gonna talk about is the Twins. Uh, their lineup consists of Max Kepler, Luis Arayas, Josh Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, uh, Alex. Kirilov, Byron Buxton, Ryan Jeffers, and Andrelton Simmons. Their rotation consists of Jose Berrios, Kenta Maeda, Michael Pineda, J.A. Happ, and Matt Shoemaker. This is the team that I've seen a lot uh, projected to have the best talent in the AL Central, and I don't really know why. After looking at their lineup and their rotation and bullpen and bench, while I do agree that they have a lot more talent than some of the other teams that we already talked about. You know, their lineup has been really good for a while now. But I, I do think they took a little bit of a hit in the offseason. Their lineup isn't quite what it was with, uh, you know, with hitting God know how how many home runs they did to break the record. I don't think they're quite there. Don't get me wrong, you still got Nelson Cruz in the middle of the lineup, Josh Donaldson, you got Max Kepler at the top, you got Miguel Sano, Byron Buxton, Angelton Simmons. These are, good, these are really good guys. This is a really good team to have good defense. If you had Angelton Simmons last year, you probably would have won, you, you could have won that series. <laughs> so, you know, that at least is a plus right there. You know, and then you look at the, the rotation, you got Jose Barrios is usually pretty consistent, pretty good. He could go one day where he pitches nine innings and strikes out 11. And then the next day he'll come out and give up five in the first inning. He just, you know, he's, he's kind of weird, he's got a lot of talent, but he doesn't have that consistency. Uh Maeda had a really good year last year, but I don't know if he can keep that up. Um, Cause he's kind of been a, a good pitcher. I don't know if he could be like the guy in that rotation. Uh I think he will be if he's your number 2 number 3 guy, I think that's pretty good. Uh Pineda, uh again another guy that I just don't think is is like uh, going to blow you away. Uh, I think he's still pretty good, but uh, there's nothing he's not going to scare you if you're in a playoff series really. Uh, same thing with J.A. Happ, uh, a guy that, uh, at this point is a little older, uh, going to be a nice veteran guy to, to, you know, around the younger guys in, in, in the bullpen and the rotation and stuff like that in the clubhouse. Uh, so I think for that, he's good. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll produce pretty good three, four ERA. He's used to pitching against good offensive teams. He pitched a lot in the AL East and then Matt Shoemaker is pretty good. You know, he kind of rounds out the rotation nicely. Uh, he's usually a fourth, fifth guy, maybe third on a, on a rough team. Then in the bullpen, you got guys like Taylor Rogers, Alex Colome, great pickup and Tyler Duffy. So the bullpen, you know, your back end is looking okay. You got to, you you can at least get to the eighth and know that you, you might have the game in hand, which is, uh, is more to say than some of their previous teams. So I think bullpen wise, they made a big improvement with getting Colum And then you got guys like, uh, Jorge Polanco and Mitch Garver and Jay Cave, who are uh, still really good. They could give you, you know, big numbers, uh, you know, in the lineup, big homers and stuff like that. I'm honestly surprised that Mitch Garver isn't listed as the projected starting catcher, but but that's just Roto Champ, so. And then I also have listed here on the bench because they listed him on the bench. I just don't, I wanted to just put him on here anyway. Royce Lewis, who I've heard a lot about, uh, as a prospect coming up. I guess he is going to make the roster this year or they, pro, or they project him to. So that's another guy to consider uh, in the, like, a middle infield guy. I believe he's a shortstop. So, you know, overall, I think that the, the rotation's good. I'd say probably better than overall than, you know, the bottom two teams you talked about and potentially better than the Indians. If, if they're, if the guys do pitch, like if Maeda pitches like he could, Barrios pitches good, Hap pitches, you know, he's, Hap is a guy that can get on a roll. You know, you can get him out of that and Pineda, same thing bullpen wise I think they are a little better than the Indians so I I give them the plus there and lineup wise they just hit a lot of home runs and uh, although that seems to be where baseball is going with the the um the advanced metrics and stuff like that they want the big ball they don't want the steel the stolen bases they don't want the bunts they don't you know so this team I guess is primed and ready for a 2021 analytical baseball you know push forward we're getting here but um I just don't... I'm not sold on this team. Maybe it's just me. I know a lot of projectors have them pretty high. Um, I'm just not sold that they're the most talented team in this division. So that's kind of where I am with them. A lot of talent, though. I think that they have a really good shot at at least making a wild card and could push for the division if if you know if they play really well.
1: Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, the Twins got uh, Jose Burrios, uh, Kenta Maeda, Michael Pineda coming back. He didn't play all last year because of suspension. Jay yeah. Happ... Matt Shoemaker, as you mentioned, and Randy Dumnack, who could be both starting or a reliever. I um, mean, Maeda, I think really he's a middle rotation guy. Um, last year he, he was way above. He was in the Cy Young candidate, but I don't think he really is that. Jose Brios could be a Cy Young candidate. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's kind of a sinker ball change up guy. So when that's not going well, he gets beat up. But he'll always kind of go his five innings. Yeah. Um, I always compare him to Luis Castillo. Same type of pitcher. You can see the same thing where his numbers get inflated a couple starts because his ball's just not dropping like it's supposed to. Pineda, he's a sinker ball guy. He's a middle rotation guy. Jay Happ at the end of the rotation, maybe in the bullpen if he finally decides to do that. He kind of been against being in the bullpen, but they could figure that out. Yeah. The Shoemaker is a good pickup. If he can get back to what he – close to what he could do, I mean he could be towards the top of the rotation because he's really got some potential. Uh, Randy Dubnack, he's a good pitcher. Bullpen relief, you know, starter Long relief, whatever you want to do with him, he could could do it. So, that's Mm -hmm. good for them. Their biggest thing is they did help their pitching a little bit, Mm -hmm. especially in the bullpen. Alex Colomay is a great pickup. Yeah. He's a great pickup. And from a division rival, Mm -hmm. that's a great pickup. Taylor Rodgers is good. Tyler Duffy is good. Hansel Robles, they got, Mm -hmm. who's been pitching really well in the bullpen. Mm -hmm. So, their bullpen's pretty good now. A lot better. Uh, Starting rotation is not bad. A little bit better than it's been. Um, Lineup-wise, that definitely took a little bit of a hit. Uh, Mitch Garver not quite the player he was two years ago. He had that one year. He's more, you kind of expect him around 200, some power. Uh, Astodio, La Tortuga, or the, Tortuga, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, he's a turtle. Man. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> he's crazy. You don't know what you're getting out of him. He yeah. can play everywhere. But well, he's not a bad player. I mean, he swings at every pitch. But yeah. but I also know, you know, you can pencil in him at what, 240 and 30 something home runs. Okay. <laughs> Jorge Polanco is not a bad player. Everyone's, they're pretty good. Luis Arias is a really good player. Really high average base hit guy, something they don't they don't really have much of. He's yeah. a really good guy. He's a really good player. Big piece to them. Donaldson he's always hurt. Let's <laughs> just get that right out. He's always hurt. He's always got some sort of calf injury, shoulder injuries. Always got something. when He's on the field. He's pretty good. Mm. But he's a hot and hot and cold player. He's pretty good. He's still a very good player. But he's just got to be on the field more and, and whatnot. Sure. Simmons fantastic defensively. Offensively he's gotten a lot better, more consistent I should say. Mm. Um, Nick Gordon who was a prospect of that. He's you know expected to be on the team at some point. Uh, Jake Cave, like you mentioned, Buxton's always hurt. Yeah. The other guy who's literally always hurt. When he's on the field, he's been a lot better recently offensively. Oh, yeah. So if he could continue his growth and stay on the field, that's a big piece for them. And Max Kepler seems to be, he always comes up at a big spot and produces well. And then you got Nelson Cruz. My thing with them is, yes, they rely on the home run. Yes, their defense got, I think, a little bit better. Their offense maybe got a hair worse. Their pitching got better. Nelson Cruz is. 98 years old, whatever he is. Yeah. He's eventually going to start going down. Donaldson's getting older with injuries already. He's going to eventually start going down. Buxton, he's very young, but he's getting hurt all the time. So when does his speed and stuff take out an effect? That's what you got to look at. So no, a lot of power. Also, the idea of baseball, they said they're trying to deaden the ball a little bit this year. If you start trying to take home runs away from a team who hits home runs, does that affect them? With the division getting better, does that affect them? So that's what you got to look at with them. So they're definitely going to have to fight that. But they did make good adjustments in the offseason, especially with the bullpen. Especially that bullpen with Alex Kalame was a great pickup, one of the best pickups of the offseason. But they got a good team. I wouldn't say they're great. If they play well, if they all kind of play how they're supposed to, yeah, they could be a, a great team. But if you're looking at them, they're good. They're very good. They're definitely over 500, definitely in the playoff race, and they could push for a the division. They play, you know. Couple guys play over what they're supposed to, or, or whatnot. They could definitely, they definitely win the division. And then prospects wise, you know, Royce Lewis, shortstop. He's supposed to be really good. You'll see him this year at some point. Outfield slash first base, Alex Curleyoff. I think we've seen him last year. Then he was the only guy, yeah, who never played at all and then played in the playoffs as he, first at bat.
0: He's actually listed here as the starting one of the starting outfielders. So yeah.
1: and he's a top one of the higher prospects. And he, I think his first at bat was in the playoffs last year. He's like I, the only player, first player in hundred years. something
0: Yeah, like that. I think you're right
1: another prospect outfield trevor uh Lenark, or lonock pitcher jordan belzovuk
0: <laughs> so know. they got
1: some they got some prospects i think uh two or three of them i think i think i think maybe all four of those guys are top 100 okay um, i know at least three of them are top 100 so they got a pretty good farm system i would say maybe bottom end of the top top 10 mm-hmm. maybe or early on 12 13 somewhere in there yeah so they got a pretty good farm system they got a good team on paper, mm-hmm. you look at them. they got a pretty good team. So, they'll be in the playoff race. Um, they can definitely push for the division. But definitely in the playoff race, in the wild card. And, you know, I should push. Just they got to deaden the ball. The home runs, does that affect them? You know, uh, does their pitching... Did the moves make... You know, is that going to help them? Is the offense going to be affected? And then, you know, does that, does that playoff thing... Does that hang over their head? It doesn't seem like it has been in the regular season, but does it? It could. So... We'll Hmm. see, but they got a good team and, um, they'll be, you know, in playoff
0: contention and possibly win that division. Yeah, they're, um, they're a good team. I'm not going to take that away from them. Um, I just, uh, like I said, I just don't think that they are, uh, the most talented team in the division anymore. Uh, you could definitely say that two years ago, even maybe last year. I think that title has been moved to another team, which is as, you know, if you haven't already figured it out, it's the White Sox.
1: Yeah, and and one last thing with the Twins, too. The thing that people really want to give them is they're a little bit more proven talent.
0: Yeah, that's true. Your team's kind that's of like,
1: true. okay, we kind of seen these guys. Well, the next team we talk about, the White Sox, we, a lot of guys who are still yet to really prove it or fully prove it for a whole year or, mm. or something. So they can go, okay, there's still a couple question marks, new coach. Mm. Um, While well, the Twins are like, this is all kind of same, you got a lot of guys who are kind of like, all right, we kind of know what we're getting out of them.
0: Yeah. That's true. So they
1: could play a little better, they could play a little worse, but you kind of got an idea. Well, young guys, it's hard to really peg them at what they're going to do. So that's the one thing the Twins got, where they can be like, "Okay, we kind of have consistency right now. Well, mm-hmm. We know what we're going to get." While well, White Sox and some of these other teams are like, "All right, well, where are we? You know, what are we going to get out of him? Yeah. Is he going to bat three hundred? Is he going to bat two twenty? Or is he going to be hurt again?" Or well, we don't really know. That's true. So that's the one thing that Twins have, which is consistency, which is always great for any team.
0: Yeah. And they get to the playoffs and lose for some reason. They yeah. just, they consistency. That's yeah, yeah, consistency. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> they ask for. They got to get that off their back. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, and and they, they could, didn't even play the Yankees last year. There's yeah. no excuse. <laughs> if they
1: could do that, I don't know. Maybe that carries them that year or the next year. Like the Ace mm-hmm. finally won playoff last year. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Now they yeah. got that off their back. All right, cool. Remember this year we can just go get to the playoffs and just roll? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll get into that. But that's the same concept with the Twins. It's like, all right, if we can just get this off of us, then maybe, maybe we just... All breathe a little bit, and all play a little bit of baseball. Yeah. But home runs is hard to carry into the, in the offseason or into the, the postseason. you really got to just base hits, run the bases, play good defense while the Rays played very well in the postseason. Yeah. You've got to be able to do that, not just smash the ball 700 feet, especially if they're going to deaden the ball a little bit. Not a bunch, yeah. but deaden the ball a little bit. Yeah. That's definitely going to hurt these guys who just swing straight up for the fences.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they – They did finally admit to "quote unquote" juicing the ball, so they're they're kind of they're almost like retracting that. They're almost like, well, let's uh, let's fix the ball again, make it not so juiced.
1: They'll come back. They'll mess it up. Oh yeah. The lead leader will have like seven home runs. Yeah,
0: we'll be back in the dead ball era. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I said before, the last team we want to talk about is the White Sox. Their lineup is consisting of Tim Anderson, Adam Eaton, Yasmani Grandal, Jose Abreu. Eloy Jimenez, Juan Moncada, Luis Robert, uh, Adam Engel, and Nick Madrigal. Their rotation consists of Louis, uh, Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, and Carlos Radon. Uh, now this team, I think, has all the talent. Uh, they're ready to go. Mike loves And uh, I, I love the White Sox. I really do. I didn't even question in my mind that this team was going to be number one. And I think that a lot that has to do with it, and I haven't mentioned it with the other teams, is Tony Larusa. I think that that guy... You know, there is the question, uh, you know, he is a little bit older, he's more old school, and this is a young, up, up-and-coming team. But
1: their big thing with that, mm-hmm. you know, you always everyone's going to think it. Tim Anderson said today, he talked to La Russa, he said they're on the same page, 110% behind him. That guy's one of the leaders in flipping the bat and flashing you a little bit. So if you can get him behind La Russa, and they could both adapt. Maybe him quiet down a hair, or maybe hit in La Russa, maybe easing up a little bit. That is a that's a dangerous combo because yeah. that man knows baseball more than just about anybody. He's top five, you know, knowledge of the game uh, that we have. So yeah. if he could, you know, control his ability and, and adapt, and the players could adapt to hair. Nah, man, they're gonna be
0: really yeah tough to beat. Yeah, Adam Eaton made a statement today saying that they had their first like clubhouse uh, meeting, quote unquote. Uh, where the whole team got together and Antonio Russa kind of spoke to them all to, for the first time, and they said he, he said you could hear a pin drop. Everyone had, it seemed like everyone had the utmost respect for someone like that who's been winning in the major leagues yeah. for how long? And I'm now. sure he
1: addressed his offseason issue too. Oh yeah, which you know is is a you know he could use that as an example. Like we all make errors and whatever and go about our business, mm-hmm. but he's gonna you know if he can keep that room, control that room, and they can listen to him and he'll listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great team.
0: Yeah, that's where I think that they are separated. I think I do think that they have the most talent, but I do think there is a big separator there with the manager cuz there's not many managers alive like Tony La Russa, let's be honest so no. to but have him Buckshaw
1: Walter and I don't know why the team don't want him
0: I uh, yeah I don't understand that either he would he would whip really any team into shape I think maybe so, he
1: wouldn't adapt quite as much as maybe LaRussa
0: No yeah I think Buckshaw Walter is a little bit harder headed but he does I mean he got those Orioles behind him yeah, he probably so. knows the
1: game more than he knows the game more than anybody yeah
0: I agree at, maybe ever yeah
1: he's just he's like oh man that's Page three hundred and eighty-two, line seventeen. That's the rule right there.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, he knows just, it better than the umpires.
1: Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Larus is gonna be great to see again.
0: Yeah, so that's why I, I do think that you know first of all let's look at the lineup. You got Tim Anderson, who for the last two years is bad like three thirty. Um, if he go, if he's kind of swings it, not quite like three thirty, but if he swings it, he's a three hundred average guy. You got a good leadoff shortstop leader guy, um, Adam Eaton. You know, Adam Eaton's a good clubhouse guy. He's still got a lot of talent. Still got some speed. Um, he'll be great in the outfield. Yasmani Grandal, you got a nice switch hitting uh, catcher there. He'll have some uh, play some DH if needed be. Jose Bray was just an RBI machine. Any, everyone that batted before him and are on base, they're coming in. Um, Eloy Jimenez is a pretty good outfielder, great hitter. Uh, it looks like he he might uh, share some DH time as well. Uh, Yoan Moncada. Another great hitter. Uh, And then right behind him, uh, Luis Robert, who we think really highly of. Uh, I mean, and he's batting seventh, So, like, you know, when you got him down there, you know you got a good lineup. Adam Engel, uh, not quite, I would say, the hitter that all these other guys are, but is going to fill out uh, nicely in the outfield. Probably fill out a little defense. I know Luis Robert is good. Defensively, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why he's kind of, he's going to be out there. He's
1: like a a young Adam Eaton, I kind of feel like. He's just, you know, kind of. I mean, meet was a little bit different, but you know it's the same kind of smaller guy, kind of, you know. So he, he he's a pretty good player.
0: That's why I always kind of thought of honestly he's been there
1: for a while too now. Yeah. So he kind of been through the up and down, which is good to have those guys.
0: Yeah, instead of having a whole new, you know, they you got to have a guy that kind of knows the team and knows the organization. Yeah, and stuff. knows how
1: it is to be bad, knows how it is to be good.
0: So. Yeah. Um, and then to round out the the lineup, you got Nick Madrigal, who is an up and coming speedy. Defensive. Kind of like a Jose Altuve type. He
1: played great last year. Yeah, he Before did. He had that what was he batting, like 340? Something like and that, he yeah. he got shoulder surgery. They said he's fully recovered from now, which is great news.
0: Yeah, and that's that's kind of what they expect out of this guy, is to be that contact, stolen base, oh, good defense. I mean, he's going to be, be, be awesome. Fly. He can yeah. fly. Yeah, he's going to be great. Um, so to have him as your nine guy. And then, so, like, imagine the lineup. You got Luis Robert batting. You got Adam Angle. Then you got to deal with Nick Madrigal. And then the top lineup comes with Tim Anderson. That's pretty sick, in my opinion. And then the rotation, I do think the rotation isn't quite as good as what their lineup is. You know, you got Giolito at the top. You know you're getting out of him. He's going to be good. He's going to probably be just about your ace. Keichel uh, isn't quite that Cy Young guy anymore, I don't think, but he, I, he, I guess he could still have it in him. Yeah, but he
1: pitched great last year. Yeah,
0: that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. So uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, like I said, I don't know if he's quite – Cy young guy, like ace number one guy, but he's going to be a good number two. Uh, Lance Lynn, if he pitches like he did last year, man, he's going to be really good as your three guy or two guy or wherever they slot him in in the rotation. And that's you know asking a lot for him to be like the guy. I mean, I still think Lance Lynn's going to be good. Um, Dylan Cease supposed to be really good. I, I think that he's going to pitch well in the towards the bottom of the rotation, a little less uh, pressure. You know, I think he'll be fine. And Carlos Rodon, I mean, I I think that uh I think that he's got. A lot more to give to the team. I think that he hasn't quite hit his stride yet, and I think that he's going to pitch really well. And then, it, you know, in the bullpen, you pick up Liam Hendricks. If he pitches like he did with the A's, you got there's your closer, bang, there's your shutdown closer. Um, and then you got Aaron Bummer right b- behind him, who's fantastic.
1: He's He can bring it. Yeah, he throws oh, hard.
0: Yeah. So you got 8 9 is pretty much covered there if Liam Hendricks pitches like he does. Um, you got a guy like Evan Marshall, who's a little lesser known name, who actually has a pretty good ERA usually. And then you know he has them listed They have a listed of the bullpen, but uh, I think he's a potential uh, rotation candidate. Is Michael Kopeck, who uh, you know has who
1: couldn't bring it?
0: Yeah, he brings it, and he's had a little bit of trouble with his arm. He sat out last season, all that stuff. So a little trepidation, I guess, on him. Maybe they're not projecting him highly in the rotation or bullpen or anything. Um, but he's good, Michael Kopeck I do think is good. And maybe the biggest minus I could give to this team is maybe depth on the bench. You know, you got Larry Garcia, Zach Collins, and Jonathan Lucroy I have written down here. Um, bench isn't quite the depth that you would want. But if that's your only minus, in my eyes, I think that uh, I think that you're in good shape. You could always, at the trade deadline, pick up some pieces, you know. So I think the White Sox are the most talented team in this division. I've always thought that. They're really not given a lot of credit in projections for some reason. I don't know why. Because I feel just like... N-
1: I think it's just not uh, proven talent. Yeah, that's true. And a new true. coach. Uh, they got a couple of question marks, but, I mean, looking at him, you know, oh, this guy, I kind of know... I, I know what I should expect from him, but you don't know wh- what you're going to expect from him because you haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, that that does play into it, but I, I don't know. It's just... It's weird. We're, didn't they have, like, seven guys in the top 100, like, right up there with the Mets and Yankees and, yeah, like, those teams? I mean... It just, you know, even on RotoChamp, they had them projected, like, a little above 500. It's like, to me, that's that's just ridiculous. I think this team is insanely talented. I even had them going just about to the World Series last year. That's how good I thought of them. Yeah, the, I thought get, very highly. They get worse. No, they didn't. They surely didn't. They added Liam Hendricks. Added, you know. They
1: added Tony LaRusso. Let's get right yeah, down to it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Renteria, you know, the former coach. But I kind of said last year, like, hey, he's not bad. Yeah, But, you know, this guy's a he's a game changer, LaRusso. Yeah, he really he is. He was, you know. So, this team, I mean, they're great. Mm. That's where I got them. That's, I mean, if you wanted to just use one word, great. Gilito, fantastic pitcher. Finally, fantastic too. you got to give him his credit. He battled through a lot of nonsense throughout his early part of his career to get, you know, top prospect and just beat up and then bounce mm. back. And he was, you know, he's been good. Yeah. Lance Lynn. First half he was always be a first half pitcher with the Cardinals. God was he always good in the first half. Second half you was like, What? He wouldn't want to pitch that great. First half always good, but he's been a good pitcher. Dallas Keichel, you know, you know, you kinda know what you're getting out of him now. Yeah. He's consistent at it. you know, he'll have at least a three year array, mid three year array, good veteran and a good postseason pitcher, which is very good to have. Carlos Rodon I love, so I'll get right down to it. I think he's got he's got one of the best sliders in baseball. He's always got an arm injury. He's always never really fully healthy going into the spring training, which always hurt him. Now he's going to be fully healthy. Maybe he's dropped a little bit of the prospect level. You know, a lot of other players on the team. Now he can just focus on being good and being towards the bottom of the rotation. He's really good. I'm telling you, he's really, really got potential. Mm-hmm. He's really good. I like him a lot. So, And when they released him just to sign him back, when he got released, I was like, Yankees, get him. Lefty pitcher, potential, great. Go get him. You know, They didn't get him. Obviously, the White Sox brought him right back. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Dylan Cease, another guy, good pitcher, young guy. Ronaldo Lopez, who had some good potential, but um has not pitched well recently. But he, you know, he's still got potential, and you can put him in the bullpen. So then you go into the bullpen, you got Liam Hendricks. You know what you're getting out of him. Boom, you know, he's pretty much scratch straight off from Alex Colomay. They're pretty much similar pitchers. Uh both could be really good, both could be pretty good, they but they're similar. Uh Jace Fry, another good lefty. Uh good pitcher, no one really talks about. Aaron Bummer, fantastic. We just talked about him. He brings it from the left side. Mm. Um, he's just he's just great. Um, he's a guy who a lot of people are gonna have on the show team. Yeah. Lefty pitcher throws hard, put him in the bullpen, he'll probably be, I don't know, high silver gold for a while. Gotta be. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna have him for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good. Evan Marshall, run of the mill guy. No one talks about, you know, just has good years and good years and good years. You could put him later in the bullpen, you could put him in the middle middle relief. But he's just a you know, guys you need then you got into the, you know, into the lineup, he has Monte Grandal, great catcher. But, you know, I would say maybe not great catcher, but very good and good overall. He could play defense, switch hitter, he could play first base. He's just good. You know, he could be great, but he's at least very good. And you need a good catcher. When you have a good catcher, it kind of sets the whole team up. And when you have a good catcher, it's like having a good offensive line or a good defensive line of football. You know, you get that and you're all right, we're kind of we're good there. Now let's go. Because he's going to help the pitching. He's going to help the defense. He's, he's, you know, he's a great leader. That's true. Next guy, Nick Madrigal, um, he's fantastic. If he plays just near what he played in his short pe- pre, uh, you know period last year, he batted like 340. And this guy can fly. And the yeah. one thing you got to watch with these guys, or we have seen these guys, oh, they're really fast. They're really fast. They don't hit. They don't get on base. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Look at Billy Hamilton. He bats 100. I don't care if he runs a, a two-second 40-yard dash. He's, you know, he's on base 100% of the time, or, you know, 100 points. Out of mm. a what's thousand, he, what's he good for? Nick Magic, I don't think it's going to be that. He'll be that yeah. at least 270, 280 hitter, at least with, a, with that speed, 50, 60, 70 stolen bases this guy can get. Larry Garcia, you know, a backup guy, who, you know, he just plays well. It's a good little piece to have, you know, he's been there for a little while. Yamankata, mm-hmm. obviously, we all know him. He was a high prospect. He could bring it. You know, he could, really bring, he could really bring the talent. Defensively, offensively, switch hitter, a little bit of flash in his game. He's very, you know, very good player. He's just got to be more consistent. Yeah. We've seen him strike out a lot, average low. Then we seen him get red hot as average is high, he's not striking out as much. So we he can just kinda of even that out. You know, he could really be a big piece yeah. um in the middle of their lineup. Sure. Tim Anderson. I mean, what do you going say about him? You know, flash dash, you know, mm-hmm. high average, home runs, a leader. Everyone respects him on that team. Yeah. And him having that conversation with LaRusso and he's hundred percent behind him, that's huge. Mm. That that might just put them right division playoffs, deep in the playoffs, just having that chemistry. Then you got a guy like a Lawyer Jimenez, not a great fielder, but he can really mash the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Big goofball in the outfield, but he can mash the ball. Yeah, I mean he can really hit. Luis Roberts fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah.
1: He can he, wait till he starts hitting. Wait till oh. he starts hitting because a guy can cover whole field
0: mm-hmm. by himself. <laughs> That's for sure. And
1: if he starts hitting, oh my! God, I'm telling you, he he could be as good as Mike Trout. He could be that good mm-hmm. because defensively he's probably defensively he's probably better than Trout.
0: At this and point, Trout's yeah. a good defender. Yeah,
1: but he's just so goddamn good. At fast, he's just fast. Probably the fastest guy in the league. One of the fastest guys. Mm. If his offense can get up, I don't know if he'll be quite as offensively as good as Trout is. Mm. But if he can get just get his offense close to that, his defense is so good he could be he could be close to Trout. I shouldn't say just as good because offensively, I don't think he'll ever be as good as Trout offensively. Yeah, defensively he's better. Speed wise he's better. I think base running is probably even a little bit better. Mm. Offensively, if he can just could, get close, you can have a conversation. That's how good this guy is. Yeah. And then you got a guy like Heyman Magical. How much speed you're going to have? And Tim Anderson could run. Moncada could run a little bit. They have super speed. Adam Eaton could still move a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? So you even get into that, you got Adam Engel could run a little bit defensively. Adam Eaton, I just mentioned. Jose Abreu, MVP, RBI, 130 RBIs every year. Mm-hmm. No one seems to talk about 280, 120 RBIs, 30 home runs every year. Defensively okay at first base. Mm-hmm. You want DHM? Go ahead. I think this team's got a lot of talent. A lot of young talent. They could play the postseason ball, too. They could pitch. They could match up in the bullpen. They could throw hard, which is a big thing now. They have four or five-man rotation that can go deep. Some of them can go into the bullpen if you need to. They can run the bases. They can play defense. They can do everything you need in the postseason. And they mm-hmm. can hit the home run. And they got a coach who's going to know how to do it all. They're really, really good. And they're going to be really, really special. I think this is a team right here. Don't be surprised to see them sign a guy like Nick is here. Surely, hmm. a veteran, an outfielder. Oh, maybe Adam Engel. Eh, maybe now you got Marquecas out there. Because Loy Meneses is probably going to DH. Brady will play first. Luis Robertson center field. Adam Eaton's in right field. Who's in left field? Adam Engel. You know, yeah. or let's say Loy Meneses puts in you want a DH. You know, you could do that. But maybe you get a guy like Marquecas, who's hmm. just a leader. Yeah, Been there, done that. Look what you did with the Braves. Hmm. Maybe you bring him in. That's a guy you could see him maybe get.
0: Yeah, and he would work on that team, too.
1: Oh, yeah. He would fit
0: right in. Yeah, work under Larusa. Oh man. Yeah, I
1: know, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into too much. Another team, Ace. His mm-hmm. price drops. Ace get him. Boom. They hell bat three hundred, but that's another story. But he can, you, that's a guy you can see the White Sox go get. Or guy, hell, let's bring in Cole Hamels. Why not? He's just sitting there. Let's bring in David Robertson. He's been here before. Hell, they can go make another little move here, mm-hmm. like a low risk, high reward move. Sure. So, um. So they they you know they got. Super talent. They got a s- smart guy running the helm over there. Mm. They're ready to go. And prospects wise, they're still got prospects. First yeah. baseman Andrew Vaughn,
0: top. Yeah. he's a
1: high prospect. Then you got Michael Kopech. He throws 110 miles per hour. Magical is a top prospect. Then you got another pitcher, Garrett Crochet or Crosshit. They have a great farm system. And then you just had guys like Lewis Robert come out, Aloy Jimenez come up, Tim Anderson recently, Juan Moncada come up. You had Carlos Rodon come through, uh, Giolito come through. Aaron Bummer, you had a lot of your prospects, the guys you already had that were top guys just came through. Now you got more guys behind it. They have a great farm system, a great team, a great coach, and they still have money to spend where they can go sign a couple slow end free agents. They can go make a move at the deadline. Here's a prospect, another okay prospect, and then a throw in guy. And let me go get, you know, a top pitcher. Let me go get a top bullpen guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe let me go get a big outfielder. They can go make a move, you know. They can go get, let's say, one of the pitchers come comes free on a team that's a good team, and you know, and he's like, let's say the Nationals blow it up. Yeah. They go get Scherzer or Corbin. You know, maybe a team like that where something like that happens, or you know, maybe I don't know. I don't, I don't. I can't think right now. But there's teams out there who you know maybe they'll get rid of some pitchers and they go get a starting pitcher. Maybe they go get a relief pitcher. One of these teams is like, hey, let's we're not going anywhere. Let's trade this guy away. Boom! Here's a prospect. Give us a start. Give us a relief pitcher. It's gonna help the back end of the rotation or the back end of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Hell, let's go get an outfielder. Let's go trade for somebody. They're prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be really good with a chance to be. Um, I think we're in a division, uh, ninety, ninety plus wins, ninety five wins, hundred wins. They're gonna be in the bullpen. They're gonna be in the playoffs somewhere. The yeah. worst case, they're Walker. I think they're winning division, and I think you could pretty much, you know, get your pencil out and start writing them into the AL championship game at least. I think, yeah. but you never know. Like I said, there's still some question marks. But I think you can at least—they're going to be there right at the end of the you know AL championship game at least, and they can win the World Series this year. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, no doubt in my
0: mind. Yeah, maybe so, I had them a year early. <laughs> yeah,
1: and having playoff experience last year was great for them.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was. they're
1: going to be—they're going to be—they're going to be primed and ready to go. Mm-hmm. This, this team's going to be really, really strong and really, really hard to beat for quite some time.
0: Yeah, they're exciting for sure. Uh, I think that they could be, you know, if the Yankees have kind of a typical year like they've had the last few years with the injuries and stuff, the White Sox could be that AL pennant team. You know, like you said, is it the the provenness of their young guys? You know, it, could that be an issue? I, I don't know. We'll have to see once they get to the playoffs is a completely different beast. So we'll have to see once we get there. Uh, then you never know what happens in the West. Um, that's still kind of up in the air. Uh, a lot of teams out there. So I, I just think, though, that this team is very complete defensively, pitching, hitting. I think they got a lot of speed. I mean, they got a lot going for them.
1: Yep, they could play regular season ball, and they could play playoff ball. And their division's not bad. So they're going to mm. be playing some playoff teams here. The Indians are, you know, if they're playing like how you kind of look at them on paper, they'll be around 500, which is not a bad team. Twins are a playoff team. Mm. So you're kind of playing playoff team all year, which is good. And the AL, you know, the, the AL West has got some playoff teams. The AL East has got some playoff teams, so they're going to be pl- facing playoff teams, which is good too. Yeah, like oh well, they're going to be their divisions all terrible, and they're just going to beat up. the not I'm not going to get used to playing these good teams. You're going to see some of these good teams, which is good.
0: Yeah, uh, I you know it, this team has been exciting for me, and it just keeps seems to get better as you know as they get a little more uh, seasoned in 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 the league, and as these players play better and gel better, and with Larusa at the helm, oh man, it's it's going to be fun to watch uh you know from an outsider looking in that's not in the div- a fan of a team in the division or a fan of the team um so for me personally I'm I'm very excited to watch this team play and compete in hopefully the playoffs got you know I don't see a scenario where they wouldn't be but yeah that's that's kind of I see I think that they have the most talent in the division I think that's hard to argue I don't I don't know why these projectors have them like like in the middle of the pack I just don't I don't know yeah. why this is um,
1: this is a big clapback to the Cubs a couple of years ago yeah. All of a sudden, they stole Chicago. Chicago was up for grabs. Hmm. Cubs came in and stole it,
0: hmm. and the
1: White Sox came right back. Like here we go. Yeah. Now it's ours. And the Cubs are going right down the tubes. Yeah. The White Sox came right in. They're going to steal it, and they're I think they're going to be around <clears throat> for a while compared to the Cubs.
0: Yeah. The Cubs are. You mm-hmm. know, I know s- there's was it, still four some...
1: years. Really? Was there a run? The yeah. Cubs, maybe three, I mean, four years. The like, White Sox have a chance five, six, seven, eight years. No, oh, yeah. And the White Sox don't mind giving up money paying money, no, because they'll they'll pay free agency and stuff. That's kind of what they did with the other team when they kind of decided to finally get rid of Chris Sale and stuff. Mm. Hell, I wouldn't surprise they trade and got Chris Sale back.
0: Could you imagine?
1: I, that... you know, I don't think he'll cut up the jersey this time. No, <laughs> but you know they, they they're primed to make a move like that. Mm. They're primed to go get a big player.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows what happens at the deadline? And baseball's a long season, so who knows who they can get? Because I would assume they'd be buyers at the deadline. So they're who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I think
1: they can get somebody. They could. They can get somebody. Mm. I mean, the... get, I'm not sure, but they can go get someone big. Yeah, like they can go get Yelich. That's how big their prospects are. They, they We'll take Yelich down. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Could you imagine having Luis Robert and Christian Yelich out there yeah. in the outfield? I'm not
1: saying that's what they're going to do, but they can get a player like that good.
0: No, I know. Yeah. Because
1: they have top prospects everywhere. Mm-hmm everywhere
0: yeah they're 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 definitely good and that's why i think that they're the best team in in the central and i knew i've kind of figured we both agree on that so that is at least my impressions of the al central i don't know if you want to just wrap up with with uh if you got anything with that that's pretty
1: much it they got Um, uh they got some couple two good good teams and they got another team who's got a little bit of talent who's probably going to float around 500 then they got two young teams who you know, with some of their potential, some of their talent, if they call some of these guys up. They can at least, you know, throw a wrench in things. But they're not really gonna, you know, compete right now. Nah. But they can at least, you know, c- battle. Yeah. So it should be. Um, it's kind of your stereotypical division. Two mm-hmm. bottom dwellers who are looking looking up. One team just fluttering around, and then you got two really good teams. Yeah. So it's your stereotypical division. Yeah. But um, exciting. A lot of a lot of young players, a lot of exciting players, and a team who could really make some from trades and really affect the whole, the whole league. So it's sure. a really exciting division to kind of pay attention to this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, the, this was uh, one I was looking forward to. So, all right, well, that's the Central, and next week obviously will be the West. We'll conclude the American League, which is a division I really even have to think about because there's some there's some question marks out in that division uh, right now. Some teams I like, some teams I don't like, <laughs> but I'll try to keep it as objective as I can, at least with predictions. So, yeah, uh, that's all I got for for these teams and, and for next week and stuff. So, if you want to get into your trivia question, unless you want you got some news you want to update us on, I don't even know what's really no. been the major news. Obviously, pitchers and catchers reported, yeah, which is yeah, awesome. spring
1: training started. We got games, next. what, this weekend? Spring training game? I think so. we starting think. early next week. Should be, yeah. Um, you know, the Mariners uh, president, CEO, had their issue. He <laughs> resigned. Um, he said some crazy stuff. I'm not going to go into that, but, you know, look that up the dead end of the baseball a little bit. And really, baseball starting on time. Toronto's starting their season in Florida for the first two, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they do expect to be back in Toronto, which is good for them. Mm-hmm. Other than that, though, there's been some other signings we're not really going to go into right now. But um, that's pretty much it on the news front. Um, there's not much
0: I could think of. Yeah,
1: so... But uh, to get into it, our trivia question this, this week is, who was the first MLB Rookie of the Year? And want well, you guess the year too but um, the first rookie of the year and will be history was in 1947 was Jackie Robinson and it was at the time 1947 and 1948 there was only one winner it was just a whole league not like an ALNL so it was only a whole league so Jackie Robinson was the inaugural winner of that and he was the only one in 47 and then in 48 obviously it was only one guy And then in 49 that's where it was split into two divisions mm-hmm. or t- to two leagues
0: I actually didn't even know that. I thought there was always uh, two rookie of the leagues, took uh, two, two uh, rookie of the years in each league. Yeah, you um,
1: mean, you would think that's a maybe an award that we, maybe you would see later on
0: in yeah. your 60s. Because
1: you would think, what? You know, you've seen other awards. You'd think, oh, I mean, you know, the MVP, that they didn't really have figured out then. They were just starting to give MVPs to multiple people at that time, you know, and the Cy Young was, you know. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of awards. You go, oh, yeah, So you saying rookie years, ah, oh, that kind of seems like one maybe they did a little later on. But mm. to see it in the 40s, uh, for some people, I think it's definitely going to surprise
0: some people. Yeah, yeah, it's like the basically after World War II is when you start thinking about the Rookie of the Year guys. But yeah, the, the only reason I kind of knew that it was that old was because I knew Jackie had won it. I just didn't know he was the first. So that's where I kind of based my guess off of it. I just happened to be right. I originally guessed that it was because I was like, what decade did it happen? And I was like, was it the 30s? You're like, no. So I even thought it was earlier. I just, I, I don't know why I would have thought that that award, even though you would think it'd be later, would be like one of the original awards. You know what I mean? That's kind of where my mind was. I yeah. just based yeah, on. Yeah.
1: Like I said, it, it makes sense, but you would just think like.
0: It wasn't know, their first like on there. the RBI there.
1: stat wasn't even like a first thing for them. Yeah. You'd think Rookie of the Year stuff, they're not going to be thinking of that.
0: Yeah. It wasn't on top of the docket, you know, it wasn't yeah. like the first thing they were thinking of.
1: Yeah. So you just like, you know, I think a lot of people think, eh, maybe 50s, 60s. But you know, see it like in the mid '40s is is you know a little surprising for some people. But yeah, so again, first rookie of the year in LB history was 1947 with Jackie Robinson.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. It's a definitely a good uh, a good trivia question. It's uh, pretty, I would think, uh, it's at least guessable because it's Jackie. You're at least maybe gonna come across saying Jackie Robinson at some point in your mind. But it's at least not it's a crazy, not like no
1: crazy one we've we've given.
0: Yeah, it's not like Ray Shock. No, uh, Here we go. Okay. <laughs> 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 Every episode. No. Yeah. Um, we'll raise shock. All right. Well, uh, I guess that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, like I said, I you know I, I don't really have anything else. Uh, next week we'll come with the AL West and wrap up the American League. But other than that, um, there's no big updates in baseball. We're gonna get games going here soon, and and uh, you know once that starts happening, we'll get a maybe even a better impression of yeah. the way these teams are and looking. And
1: we are gonna have fans and capacity this year. It's gonna be left up to the teams and cities, but there's gonna be fans. Some cities might be 15 percent to start off some cities, it might be 40%, 50% just to start off. Mm-mm. But I think once the summer kind of rolls in, late spring into the summer, I think you're going to see um, at least 50% capacity in a lot of these stadiums. So that's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, which will be nice because these stadiums are pretty damn big. So you can, you can space people out pretty well at 50%, I think.
1: Well, um, yeah, I think once summer comes around, I think, you know, you might even be more than that. I think yeah. you might kind of wrap back up into some sort of normal shape. <laughs>
0: yeah, hopefully, hopefully.
1: So um, it's exciting. I think mm-hmm. this is the most anticipated and exciting one this year, but season for, for MLB and a lot of sports.
0: Yeah, sure. You get to step back into some normalcy to some degree.
1: And go to a game, hopefully. And we already talked about trips mm-hmm. for what we could do. So um, we're excited to get out and see baseball and, and actually get out and watch it.
0: Yeah, sure. All right, well, that's, like I said, that's all I got. So unless you got anything final you want to... Nope, that's it. Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can catch this podcast on Google podcasts as well as Apple podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at room. you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Lepre.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at F dubs 10.
0: You can follow our official screwball Twitter at screwball pod. And you can follow our official screwball Facebook at screwball pod, no and e screw. And that's it from us guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yep. Take care.